everybody! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Age Free Critical. It is a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am Jarrell and I'm joined by Brandon. Yo! And Kelly. Hey everybody. Uh, Gabe is not here today for reasons, but he will possibly be back wearing leggings next week if that's your thing. Um, and we have so much to discuss because we weren't here last week. Um, sure. And I was trying to, I was trying to find the thing that I wanted to talk about first. Um, and then I just lost it. Um, so while I look for it, have you guys been playing anything recently? Uh, yeah, over the two weeks, I finally finished The Great Ace Attorney 2 Resolve. Very happy with how that story turned out. Two weeks? We've been gone for two weeks? Yes, yeah, yeah. We didn't do a podcast last week. We didn't have a podcast. You just said we didn't have a podcast last week, which I can confirm we did not. So the po- oh, so it was like two weeks ago since our last podcast. Oh, okay. Since our last podcast. Okay, I thought you were saying we haven't had a podcast in two weeks. I was like, no, oh. okay, no, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's okay, been, okay. yeah. So yeah, since that time, I have finished Greatest 32. It has been a lot of fun. Uh, chugging along on Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's pretty much been the main games I have been playing. And a little bit of Final Fantasy XII. Because, you know, JRPG Club. Is a thing oh, now. I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy fourteen for some reason. I just got so excited for no reason. I got time for fourteen right now. <laughs> Which I yes, you do. You choose to not have time for fourteen, sir. That's if you true, had time to finish Great Ace Attorney and all the other games you just mentioned, that means you did have time for fourteen. You chose not to play it. That's correct. I didn't have time to play that because I was playing other things. I, I made my choice. I made a, a decisive decision. Well, I ain't been playing shit. I've been unfortunately busy. What about you, Kelly? Um. I haven't really played anything, but before my Game Pass ran out, it went down. <clears throat> the Peggle. You played what? I played Peggle. Oh, how is that? I've heard little about it. <laughs> Please tell me. Good, yes. good, good things, oh. but not a lot of specific things. Is what I, meant. I mean, it's really like just an addictive, like, just. Like, I don't know. It's not really hard. It's just kind of a fun game where you just it's like a, it's, pop. It's a puzzle game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before my Game Pass ran out, I was playing Peggle too. I've already I've beat it once before. I think I've played it like all, but you don't really like remember. Sure, sure. I mean, it's Peggle. <laughs> I think that's all you need to know. It's Peggle. Um, so I guess now we can go ahead and jump right into some things from a few weeks ago, or at least last week. Um, uh-huh. we saw the Netflix trailer for Sonic Prime. Yeah. Which. I actually didn't watch yet, so um, Brandon. You, I, okay, so you so you really didn't miss too much. This it, 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 oh tra- great tra- 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 trailer is kind. It's a it's a teaser. It is like a fifteen uh-huh. second teaser, but it's the first we've seen of actual footage of the actual show, and it looks uh, pretty good. The animation looks like it's gonna be gonna be pretty good. Um, we got the new voice actor for Sonic. Which is the I first was just going to say, I have one question, and, yes. and is this the one where the black guy is voicing Sonic? That is correct, yes. It is the That's first the only voice. thing I know about this show. <laughs> it is the first black voice actor for Sonic since Jaleel White in the old Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon days. Um, Yay! And, and the, and the, yes, absolutely, I love it. And, um, what was I going to say? Uh, there, was a, there was some trepidation among the longtime fans, though, because in the games, it's voiced by Roger Craig Smith, and of course the movies have Ben Schwartz, so they clarified... This is just because this is a Canadian Netflix production that they have voice different voice cast or everything. Everyone who's still voicing in the games will continue to do so. The movie cast will be the movie cast. So it's, you know, it is what it is. It's its, it's own production. And based on the very short clip, damn, he sounds like a Sonic. I'm, I have i have no doubt that he's going to, like, absolutely nail this role. 
Um, I'm curious to see how the other characters sound, where the story goes. Uh, from what I've heard about this show, it's supposed to be written by a guy called Ian Flynn. He has done Sonic comics for Archie and I think Magma Comics. And people who have read those comics have said they're mm. really, really good. Like, he, he, he loves those characters and knows how to tell a good story with them. And now he's writing a show. So, you know what? It's going to be a good story. And it's 24 episodes. That's a lot for a Netflix show. So, I don't know if they're going to drop that all at once or 12 now and 12 later. I don't know. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Um, a lot of people slept on the last animated show, Sonic Boom. And I don't blame them because the Sonic Boom games are trash. Um, but the show was not. The show Sonic Boom was actually hilarious. My nephew is going to love the Sonic show. So speaking of people getting nailed, or what did you say? I think you said the show got nailed or something. I didn't say any of that. What the hell? I think you did. Whatever. I did not say that. You said something, and I had a segue, and I forgot it. Whatever. So speaking of, I'm going to keep it. Speaking of people getting nailed, um... Bobby Kotick is getting nailed once again because uh, this was, I think, a week ago. NYC is suing Activision, saying that Bobby Kotick was unfit to negotiate the Microsoft deal and that the deal was rushed to get him and the board of uh, and the board out of danger of lawsuits over how they handled uh, misconduct allegations at the company. Now, tracks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like. I can't yeah. remember, and maybe you guys remember, if when we talked about this, we mentioned something like this. I don't remember. I know I remember thinking, this is clearly, they're trying to sell because they are trash and they know it, and they're trying to, like, you know, push everything under the rug and just sure. claim Microsoft owns us now and whatever. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on this? Anyone surprised? Anyone not surprised? Oh, I am wholly unsurprised. If you had told me this when the acquisition was happening, I would have... That would have totally tracked. I mean, a lot of people were speculating it anyway. So to hear the confirmation, it's like, yeah, sure. They're, they are they are so desperate. They will do everything but actually make this right to make this right. So, yeah, okay, we'll let ourselves get bought out instead of changing things for the better. Why not? Well, I mean, we also had talked about how they were settling some of the lawsuits already, like, out of court, I believe. We talked about how they were attempting to settle some of the lawsuits. But, um... Mm-hmm. um Okay, one last question. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Los Angeles sued them, and now New York City suing them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> That's it's, been funny. Side, it's been a while since I followed like, the specifics, but sure, that sounds right. That's so funny to me. Like, damn. Literally, like, the two different coastlines are suing you. Yeah, you East probably... Coast Big City and West Coast <laughs> Big City are suing you. It's a pincer, it's a pincer like... attack. I feel like that's when you know things are pretty bad when it's coming from both sides of the U.S. Um, so we have a date for Summer Games Fest. Um, it is going to be streaming live uh, Thursday, June 9th at um, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yay! Yay! And I'm lucky because Brandon is going to be here with me watching it. Yeah. For Summer Games Fest? Oh, yeah, I didn't say yeah. that right now. I was, I was going to be there for Xbox uh, Bethesda. But but I can adjust my schedule, hopefully. <laughs> I do want to literally just said no. <laughs> like, I know. Like, I want I to. I never said that to I, I did not, but I do want to. Especially now that we're hearing that Summer Games Fest is going to have some pretty big reveals. Now, I hope those are actual big reveals. But to be fair, to be fair to Summer Games Fest and Jeff Keighley, they have been, it, the Summer Games Fest has been getting better each year. That first year was a trash. Was trash. The, set, the year after it, though, a lot better. It was much better pace, and there were some actual big announcements. Like, there was the first gameplay of Elden Ring, 
was on that Summer's Games Fest, and that a lot of people were excited about that. Obviously, people just can't talk, stop talking about Elden Ring, so, you know, having that game uh, first be shown gameplay-wise at the Summer Game Fest is a big deal. So, I do have high expectations for this one. So, yes, I would love to see it live. Um, I will have to make some adjustments at work, because as it stands, that is well, like a Thursday, and I am working. No, yeah, it's home. my fault. I didn't realize it was on a Thursday. I'm sorry. I thought it was that Saturday that you uh, were coming. I wish. I wish it was. But if I can make my adjustments... Fault. My Kelly, fault. Kelly in the background. Your cat was like looking like it was trying to jump out the window. <laughs> I mean, you can see that he's already destroyed the blinds and they oh. put. Oh, now, now I can. Yeah, they're oh, destroyed man. already. He's wild. He's I saved him from outside, so now he just destroys my home inside. Ugh. Oh my god, that's like Joker, who I don't want to say his name because he's gonna come. He, I also saved him from outside, and he destroys it like it's inside. Um, so is there anything, Kelly, is there anything specific that would make you excited for Summer Games Fest? Because I know you've been kind of out of the gaming sphere for a little bit. You know, life happens. So is there anything that would actually make you excited for Summer Games Fest? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would be looking for. I really don't. I don't know what would get me back into gaming. More time in the day. Can they... Can <laughs> Summer Games Fest please announce more time in the day? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> that is the one announcement I think everybody would be excited for. More time. Uh, literally time, everyone. Time expansion pack to your to your daily life. Oh, yes, yes. I was, I was going to say, um, I didn't mention it when I was talking about it, but um, there have been rumors that there will be a new trailer for Sonic Frontier in the uh, Summer Games Fest, and the rumor that there will be a trailer for Final Fantasy XVI. I would be ha over the moon for either of those two things. So I hope that well, happens. Speaking of Final Fantasy 16 and Square Ooh, Enix, you know, there are the way. rumors that the, um, thank you, I, the first one about nailing people didn't work, so I had to try again. Um, speaking of Final Fantasy 16, well, before I go into Final Fantasy 16, I'm gonna I'm ask Kelly another question, which I feel like I already know the answer to. Kelly, have you finished Final Fantasy 7 Remake? The HP Critical sponsors are very sad. They spent Wait. 60 bucks on that game. Um... I haven't even moved my PlayStation to my new house. Oh so, my god! <laughs> um, I guess I could put it on my PS5, though. I, I just know I have never finished it. You now um, have a PS5. You can do that. Yeah, I do. Yay. <laughs> She's like, uh, I feel so bad because I got Kelly and Gabe to both play Final Fantasy VII Remake and they were both really enjoying it and then they both stopped. So, so I'm just like, uh, whatever. There's um, just so many, there was just so many other things to play. I feel like that's part of the reason why I have trouble gaming now because there's just too much. It's just too no, much. Yeah, I, can I can't decide understand. on one thing to play whenever there's like hundreds of games out. I'm just like, no, yeah, I feel that. I was, I was like, I had like an hour, and I was like, oh, let me play a game, and then I saw like six different options, and I was like, I'm gonna just watch Judge Judy and drink some tea, and I did, and <laughs> I didn't play anything, and then I found something else to do anyway. So I understand, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot, of, yes, yes, I agree. Um, so there was a trailer, not a trailer, there was a rumor, um, from now, uh, I think it was from Naoki Yoshida who said in an interview that Final Fantasy 16 is close to being finished. I am um, paraphrasing here, but he did say it was close to being finished, um, which is why a lot of people are expecting a trailer for Final Fantasy 16 soon. Um, I believe he was talking about the Uniqlo shirts that were coming for uh, Final Fantasy Ooh, because they're... 
there is a shirt for Final Fantasy 16, even though the game hasn't come out in the collection. And so during an interview, he did say that the game is um, nearing completion. So I think we heard about it like two years ago at this point. Um, and like we saw one trailer and then nothing. So that it'll be was, very interesting to see. That would trailer was shown like, I think like maybe two months before the PS5 even came out. So yeah, we are nearing two years since we've seen anything for that game. I'm really happy that they haven't overshown it. Because, you know, Square Enix is very notorious oh, for showing all the spoilers of every game that's coming out, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so I'm actually happy that they haven't shown it yet. But um, are you guys interested in Final Fantasy 16 at all? Oh, dude, like, like like I said earlier, if they show that summer game space, I would be over the moon. Like, I don't know. I know I know the uh, setting has, is not, has not worked for a lot of people, but I don't know. Something about it. Something about the, the, the specific character. Something about the darkness of that trailer just really spoke to me it's just like it's just like i don't know it's what it, it, it hit me in that very specific uh game of thronesy way and the way the violence is going to be treated didn't they say this is going to be like the first m-rated like mainline final fantasy game wasn't that was i don't that remember said? i feel like it was and if so like i'm down for like uh, a, a mature like mainline final fantasy i want to see how dark i'll mature though yeah, and I, I I don't know the two characters that they showed, uh, Clive and Joshua, just like they I don't know something about them. I'm just like I want to see their story. I want to see how these uh, noble families all come together. Um, I'm just really interested in the story. The story more than anything else. The gameplay, I got to see more of it because they showed us barely anything. But the story, I play RPGs for story, man, and this one is looks interesting at the very least. Um. I was just like, damn, they are all pale, and I don't like the character designs at all. Which, there's nothing wrong with being pale. Don't get me wrong. Before I get, like, you know, misquoted or clipped, I love pale people. I love all people of all shades and all colors. Okay? Can I also say that that is also a complaint that I have, that no no, no person of color really shown in the trailer. Also, as far as the party member, I mean, there still have a lot to, that, that can be shown, but it's like two dudes, and I'm like... I, I gave Final Fantasy fifteen a pass for having the bros going on the road trip. I'm like, all right, whatever. You can do one all-guy party member for one game. Sure, why not? I don't want you to do that again. Can we have some Can we have some women, persons of color on the party back? Like, I do be missing that, and they don't... Well, I, I think the girl is... Um, I don't know her name because it's been two freaking years, but I think the girl that's there is also probably going to be a party member. Um, okay. And I'm excited because, you know, it's tied to the the, the, the Eidolons, the, the whatever. Sure. Uh, I am excited about the story because I have said this before, but I got to Shadowbringers in Final Fantasy fourteen, and I cried on, like, one of the first missions. It was very sad. And I was like, why is this game doing this to me? It's crazy. Um, What game did I just say? Shadowbringers is what you just said. Okay, yes. Everyone, just go play Shadowbringers. Like, if you if you don't want to play Final Fantasy XIV, uh, you should probably play all of it, but, like, go play Shadowbringers. It's a really great story. I cried on, like, the the beginning of that story. It's so good. Um, and uh, um, that one and Final Fantasy Twelve, which we're playing for JRPG Club, uh, the story writer is Kazutoyo My Hero, and he's also going to be writing for FF16, and the director of Final Fantasy XIV is also going to be uh, directing uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen. So if you, like millions of other people, enjoy Final Fantasy XIV and the direction that it took, and can respect the director who was able to take that game from nothing and make it something, well, he is the guy who was working on Final Fantasy Sixteen with a team of really great uh, story writers, um, people from Final Fantasy XII and Final Fantasy XIV. So the story, for sure, I, like, I, I already know it's gonna be fucking amazing. I'm freaking amazing. 
It's going to be freaking amazing. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. Uh, but mm-hmm. since we're talking about Square Enix, mm-hmm. I know that y'all know that Square Enix has sold Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal to Embracer Group, Embracer Group for $300 million. That's um, The most notable titles from those are, of course, Tomb Raider, Legacy of Cain, Thief. Um, uh, they did keep some of the. They did actually keep some of the um, some of the the game studios from their Western studio. But basically, Square Enix was just like fuck all these Western studios. Like we are, we don't need them anymore. We don't want them. And for whatever reason, they sold them for three hundred million dollars. Oh, now, man. Gabe, Gabe just came on chat to say, I don't know what the topic is, but Jarrell's wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. It's a, it's a fact. Um, oh, um, so yeah, they sold these. Uh, Deus Ex is another one from these uh, from this from this group. Uh, but uh, but as mentioned, I think Tomb Raider is probably the household name of uh, uh, Crystal Dynamics at this point. And I'm very. I hope that this doesn't fuck with any um, any collaborations going forward. But um, yeah, so they sold all these for three hundred million dollars. $300 million sounds like a lot of money, but when we're looking at acquisitions from other studios um, in the billions for, like, you know, the, for things that Microsoft have purchased and Sony have purchased, it's literally crazy that $300 million is all they sold. And the reason I say that is because Tomb Raider alone, I was looking this up, this is what I was looking for, Tomb Raider alone, the franchise, sold 38 million units worldwide. If you sell 38 million units at... I would say, what's a good discount price for Tomb Raider? Uh, well, how much? You know what? I can't do math. Uh, it was it was originally sixty bucks. Um, okay, but it doesn't matter. I can't do math. Fine. If you sold thirty eight million copies of a fra- a home a franchise that is a household name, thirty eight million copies, I am sure that you get past three hundred million dollars. So the fact that they sold like five different developers for just three hundred million dollars is ridiculous to me. Like they sold the fucking Tomb Raider IP for less than like it probably made as a franchise through Crystal Dynamics. That is fucking crazy. Um, I don't. Who makes? Maybe Brandon. Do you know who made the? Uh, who developed the uh, Marvel Avengers game? Avengers, I actually want to say, was Crystal Dynamics as well. I don't think they did. So, there it is. Yeah. Yay! Is that, <laughs> so is that the reason, <laughs> the reason that Square Enix was like, "Fuck these Western studios," is because of how Marvel's Avengers did. They were like, "Nah, we don't need to deal with this," and so they sold but, it. Off. It was Crystal Dynamics. But did they sell Idos Montreal as well? Was that one of the ones you said? Yes, I did. Well, that's very odd because they, uh, Idos Montreal, developed the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which was not trash. It was actually yes, very good. They, yes, but it 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 didn't sell well. Oh, um, didn't it? You know, oh. it reviewed really well. As far as I remember, that game reviewed really well, but it didn't sell well. So you know, not mm. only is it Tomb Raider, but it's also Marvel's Avengers. It's also Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all these games that they were you know pumping out. Um, and but also I will say it's probably because these games that had this games as a service model i don't think square enix does them really well i mean what was that square enix game we all play outriders right yeah um (laughs) kelly just made a face Uh, so like that's another one that's kind of in that you know games as a service type model that i don't think they do very well you know marvel's avengers was hot trash Uh, i liked it i liked the story part but it was hot trash um tomb raider did good 
uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy did good, but to them, it was worth yeah, three hundred million dollars. It's it's it's, 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 it's worth it's worth mentioning that Square Enix is notorious for um setting the bar way way too high. Like I don't doubt that Guardians at least was a did a was a, at least a decent success. But if they were projecting that to do, I don't know, Final Fantasy numbers, and they'll be like, oh man, this didn't sell. Well, get rid of it all. I'm just like you know, they've done that in the past. They really have. There's been games that have been a success that they just said weren't because what they were predicting more. I just, I'm just shocked. You sold Marvel's Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Tomb Raider, and Deus Ex, and Legacy of Kane, and all these other titles for only three hundred million dollars. When one of those titles alone could make more than that. Yeah. Like. But the overhead on them is a lot too. Like you have to pay all the people to work on it. You have to make the game. Like I think that there's a lot of like I don't know what their margins are. Like how much do they really make? How much yeah, is like I'm actual not sure. income? Because like if you sell something, that's all your money. So they're gonna just have it. Like I don't know how much they really make across all those titles after labor and everything else that goes into them. You know, um, that's the only comment that I really have. Just because I I don't know I don't know what how tight their margins are, but I just don't think that you're making three hundred million dollars off of it over I on one disagree. game. I am, okay, maybe not in one game, sure. But when you're selling 38 million copies of a like a, of a series, and that's just one series, and you're selling five different like developers of series that are new to like Marvel's Avengers was huge. It was trash, but it was huge. Like, um, yeah, even Guardians of the Galaxy was like it was. These are especially now when everyone's all like MCU, blah blah blah, whatever. Like these are big titles, and um, even if your margins aren't, you know that. If you're not making that type of money up, you, they could have 100% sold all those studios for more than $300 million. Like, there's no Honestly, way they couldn't have sold for more than that. I feel like they probably cut their losses on it because when they're not making Final Fantasy games, they're probably losing money. Hmm. Like, they probably realize that now. Like, oh, it would almost be a waste of their time to try to work on another game whenever they have, like, this Final Fantasy cash cow going. I mean, especially with the success Final Fantasy fourteen is had now, like... I don't know. I feel like they, it's one of those scenarios where like they're better off to have all of their forces working on Final Fantasy games and just let those other studios go. Maybe it's to just them too thin. To, uh, I to, can uh, actually agree with that. Yeah, I also agree, with Kelly. And I also mentioned that, you know, with the specific studios that are being sold, what's essentially left for Square Enix for the most part? Is there Japanese, All their Japanese based shit? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Final <laughs> Fantasy ain't going anywhere. Dragon Quest anywhere. Kingdom Hearts ain't going anywhere. And all these other re-releases that they've been doing on like Switch and PlayStation, I guess, aren't going anywhere either. So all those studios are staying. It's it's interesting. But, it's it's the opposite. It seems like the opposite of what Sony did, <laughs> where they got rid of all the Japanese studios and said, ah, no, just the Western cinematic shit. For, forget this Gravity Rush nonsense. Nobody wants that. <laughs> And but then Square Enix doing the complete opposite. It's, it's, it's weird. Square has so much money. Like, they can afford... I think we were looking at... Um, we were looking at one of their fiscal years, and, like, I think we were looking at the year where Marvel's Avengers 
tanked, but it didn't matter because Final Fantasy XIV made so much money that like they they didn't lose anything. They were at a net profit that year uh, with the failure of a game like Marvel's Avengers. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the podcast too. Um, and and they have so much money that they can like they are able to put these games out um, for Western audiences from these Western studios and give them chances. And if they don't work, they're not going to be at a loss. Like obviously they're going to be at a loss because like anytime that you're not making money, you're at a loss. But sure. you know uh, when when they come back and they look at their their financial year, there are gains from ton like just their mobile section like alone is making you know millions of dollars. Um, and, and that's that's not even talking about you know MMOs. That's not talking about their big franchises. Like, but I, but I also did mention that they've been doing like they've been publishing a lot of random shit too. That's just bad. Like <laughs> I think I talked about it on the podcast or at least in the chat. Like they will literally. There's a point where I was like, y'all are just publishing anything. Like, um, what is that game that's really really bad that I was just talking about? Babylon's Fall. Like that shit was trash. That came out was trash. And like, I was like, what, like who over at Square Enix is okaying these things? Like what's going on? Um, so hopefully with selling this, you know, they'll be able to recoup some of their losses. Uh, because I think Kelly was a hundred percent right. Like, uh, you know, when you look at it from a, from a business standpoint, they're probably not making them. And, and Brandon, you're right too. I feel like they're probably not making the amount of money that Square would like them to make, even if they are successes. Um, you know, when you're comparing it to something like Final Fantasy 14 and that the revenue of that, um, or I wouldn't even say that cause that's like, that's an MMO, but like if you're comparing it to the revenue of something like Final Fantasy seven or like one of their, you know, mainline, um, or like a kingdom hearts game versus Marvel's Avengers or Tomb Raider, obviously those margins are going to be huge <laughs> because that's, you know, that's an audience that's going to buy that game in Japan, but it's also going to buy it in the West versus maybe just a Western audience or, or whatever. Anyway. The, there were two uh, interesting things about this. The first one was the fact that they sold it for so little money. I still think 300 million is nothing um, mm -hmm. for all those franchises. The other was the uh, group that they sold it to, which was Embracer Group, which I had to look up because I was like, yeah. what the fuck is Embracer Group? I don't group? know them either. Please don't um, Which So Embracer Group is a group that was founded by... Oh, I forgot... Um, I forgot who they were founded by, actually. But they used to go under the name Nordic Games. Oh, um, and okay. they've been actually purchasing a bunch of different uh, developers for quite some time. Um, so they own uh, THQ Nordic. Yeah. They own Gearbox Software. So um, what what is that game from Gearbox that I can't think of the name right now? Yes, they they own Borderlands now. Um, they own um, what's that uh, dark. Dark Horse Comics, so they're also in comics, and now they're they're owning Tomb Raider and Marvel's Avengers. Like they've been just quietly collecting a bunch of different, um, really prominent game studios. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Dark Horse Media is theirs. Um, uh, Koch Media is theirs. Uh, uh, what is this? I, I feel like I've seen this before too. Um, but yeah, they they they. They basically have been buying up a bunch of different developers that are for sale. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do, because uh, we don't know. Like, no one knows what they're going to do with all these developers. Like, are they going to... Because we do know that there's another Tomb Raider coming out. And it's sure. going to be on Unreal Engine 5. So does that mean... I don't know what that means. I guess we we find out. Um, Little Nightmares is an IP, apparently, that they own. Uh, Biomutant uh, from THQ Nordic is one that they now own. Um, it, what is 
Yes. Anyway, yeah, so so they've been quietly buying a bunch of different... You know, Gearbox just put out Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. That is now a Embracer Group... Uh, Embracer Group uh, owns that, so yeah. And now they own, you know, Tomb Raider 2. They've been, yeah, well, I mean, quietly collecting lots of studios, or developers. I don't know what this means for the future of the games, but at least there is a future. And comics! And they comics, have comics, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see. I, I mean, that's a solid resume. I don't see, like, you know, any, necessarily any negative stuff to come from it. I wish that I had enough money to just buy up studios. Yeah, I would. Cool. I would 100% be Embracer Group. Like, it would just be called Jarell Group. <laughs> Which is, you guys selling? I'm buying. And then I'm be like, just make your games, people. Just go. Make them and be happy. And then they're going to make all their games and be happy. Um, so I posted, since we were talking about Final Fantasy XIV, I want to quickly talk about um, a conversation that I wanted to have um, specifically with Kelly, because I know that she's played in the past, but obviously I would love your opinion as well, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I posted... The uh, and I, I know that you mentioned it when I posted it. Uh, that there was a poll by NHK, and that it was the demographics of people who play Final Fantasy fourteen in twenty nineteen. And this poll showed that forty nine point two percent of players were female, and fifty point eight percent of players were male. And it also showed that the highest demographic uh, age wise was the thirty to thirty nine. Um, age range followed by the 20 to 29 um and then the 40 to 49 and there were still some people at the 60 plus age range age range that were also playing final fantasy 14 and so the reason i wanted to talk about it is because first of all i've never seen an mmo that was almost a which brandon did mention it's like almost a 50 50 split in player base based on uh uh sex alone like fucking crazy um but i i I did want to know like you guys' opinions on that and my my actual question was just like uh, Kelly, specifically the question I wanted to ask was, do you think that the reason that Final Fantasy XIV, and, and this might be a sexist question, so I apologize if it is, but do you think that the reason that Final Fantasy XIV is so welcoming and inviting and less, um, I don't know the word, yes, toxic, less toxic than something like World of Warcraft is because half the player base is female? I don't know what percentage... Um, of the player base is female for World of Warcraft. But Me either, I, but I'm sure it's not a 50-50 split. Yeah, I would probably say you're right. I didn't think that you were about to say that. Um, but, like, maybe. I feel like that is a good indicator because, I mean, women are a lot nicer than <laughs> Bobby, this is um, It's also just, like, that kind of game. I don't know. It's I don't know. I can't believe it's almost a 50-50 split. That is insane to me that it's that close. I, I, that shocked me when you said that. I was like, no way. Um, but I think it's just one of those games where like everyone's kind of welcome. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of women or if that's why they thought it was safe. Like, mm. like did they choose that because it was welcoming already? And then it's just, okay, well, there's half women now. Or was it because of it being half women that it's welcoming? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Right, chicken or egg situation. I know, like for me specifically, there's so many LGBT servers on on FF14, which uh, is not it's not as prevalent as something like WoW for for sure. But mm-hmm. when your game is one of the first games that has same sex marriage in it for an MMO, like of course you're going to cater to a certain demographic that's going to go over. And then when you also have a lot of the um, clothing options are not. Yeah. 
gendered so that you can basically uh, some of them are but basically you can wear whatever you want and then you have a game like was it called new world was that the one we were talking about where they had the classes that were based on your 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 gender Sorry, he's all over myself <laughs> no, it's okay. was it new world that had the classes that were based on your gender and i was talking shit about it uh yeah i think so so when you come from something like as archaic as New World, and then you have something as open as Final Fantasy fourteen, I think it, it does definitely create a welcoming atmosphere. But I, I literally read that and I was like, oh my god, this is why this game is so nice. Because like, there's almost a 50-50 split versus like toxic dude bros that you're going to get in Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. So it's it's yeah. pretty interesting. I swear, every every new thing I hear about Final Fantasy fourteen is just like, this game is out here achieving world peace, for real. <laughs> They have a new PvP mode, and that shit is so much fun. Their PvP used to suck. It used to be trash. I played it a few times. It was trash. Like, nobody plays for PvP. Now, it's basically a um, push-the-payload type thing, and mm -hmm. you and four other people have to stand on that shit, kill the, kill the enemy, and get the shit to the other side. It is so much fun. It's so fast-paced. It's such a great time. Um, anyone who's listening, come play PvP with me. This shit is awesome. I, I will play for hours on end. It's It's like... Overwatch, but better and not toxic because it's not from Blizzard. Yay! <laughs> um, Gotham Knights uh, is now a PS4, uh, uh, sorry, a PS5 and Xbox Series X exclusive. It is no longer coming to PS4 and Xbox One. When it was announced, it was announced for uh, last gen and current gen. Uh, they just came out and said, no, we're not doing last gen anymore. We're specifically doing current gen. And the only thing I could think about was uh, if only Cyberpunk had learned or done this ahead of time this game it would have been so much better um but how do you guys feel about gotham knights 2 i'm sorry gotham knights not gotham knights 2 how do you feel about gotham knights no longer uh coming to last gen especially no. especially with for ps5 especially for uh the ps5 still being um kind of hard to get in the words of uh donald glover good really no i'm, I'm actually very happy about that because um I, okay, let me let me let me back up a little bit. Obviously, I don't want to exclude anyone from like being able to play this game because it's obviously you know a lot of people are looking forward to it. At the same time, though, we're about we're we're getting by the time Gotham Knights comes out, it will have been two years since the the new next gen consoles. Now, obviously, it's still difficult for people to <clears throat> get like um, the new consoles, and I'm hoping by the time Gotham Knights comes out, it's a little easier. That being said. I do think we have to come to a point where, you know, I don't necessarily just, I just don't want the games that, that are coming out to have to be, have to be held back so much by like having to also do past gen versions. Like if the game has such an ambition to do what it wants to do, that it can only run on the next gen systems. then I think it shouldn't be hampered. I think they should strive to do it on the system that they feels. I, I don't think I don't, I will, I will make, I want to clarify that. I don't think the decision to cancel the PS4 versions and the Xbox One versions was made lightly. I think at some point they're making the game, they realize how ambitious it was, and then they realize, you know what? It's it's prob it's a one of it's one of two things, or perhaps both. Either it wouldn't have been cost effective to keep producing this this older gen version. I think it would have been like Cyberpunk's uh, last gen versions. Or, or mm -hmm. two, that it really genuinely did, did feel like the game's ambition was surpassing the hardware it was being built for, and they decided to keep it to next-gen versions. Mm -hmm. We won't ultimately know the story, but I think that if they, that again, decision I don't think was made lightly, so if they are doing it, I think it can only benefit the game. Ultimately. So you think that two years into a new-gen uh, new generation is, like, enough 
for them to start moving forward to only uh, newer gen consoles? I've seen companies do less. I've seen companies like soon as new system out. Well, see you later, old console. We're done with you. So giving t- two years is certainly shorter and in, in like uh, relatively speaking. But no, I've seen worse and I've also seen better. I've seen we saw that with the PS3 and PS4 slash 360 Xbox One, they took forever to make the actual exclusive for four and Xbox One. They kept those last gen versions going for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want them to go that long doing both both SKUs. I would, it may be a bit soon, but you know, if they're ready to, if they're ready to kind of like get ready to go forward, then sure, go for it. Two years, I think, is fine. I mean, under normal circumstances, I would agree that like two years seems like plenty of time. But like, they've been so hard to get. I mean, it's not really fair to somebody who can't get one. Like. It's not that you can't afford it. It's not any of these factors. It's like, no, you just simply can't get one of the consoles. I mean, it's crazy. I don't think it's ever been like this this bad long before yeah. everyone two, two years. Yeah. But I think two years is a is a normal timeline to like only support the newer gens. I don't think that that's crazy. But like with the supply chain issues and stuff, not being able to get them, it seems like kind of like yeah. You know, tossing hat like I don't know however many of your customers it seems like tossing them away. Like, oh, mm-hmm. sorry, can't do it. But then you don't want them to come up with a shitty game. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't because yeah, you just come out with Garbo for the PS4 and I expect blind people would be all pissed off and then yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. and that and that's uh, I think that's a good, that's a good point as well. <laughs> like if they, they can't if- give you a bad review on the game if they can't get it. <laughs> That's not. That's not that's, true because they have done that. Like they've literally review bomb yeah, sure. games sure. because they can't access them. Um, sure. I think what is the saddest to me about just this news, because like the thing is, you know, it's like what Kelly said. You know, like it's not about like you can't afford it. It's that you literally can't get it, and the fact that we're two years into a next gen console and uh, you still can't get it is. Like, that's a problem, because when I, this just reminds me, well, the sad thing about this to me is that when the game was announced, a lot of people were excited for this game, including myself. I thought it looked really cool. I wrote an article on how I didn't see any black people in there, but I also, in my article, when I wrote about how I didn't see any black people, I still said it looked really cool and I was still going to play it. So, like, for me, this game looked really cool, and for my friends who don't all have a PS5 or a Series X right now, some of them were actually excited to, you know, get into this game, and so now... It's like, dang, you know, a year down the line, you're you're waiting for this game to be developed. You're like, okay, this is one that's on my watch list, only to find out, oh shit, you can't play it anymore. Um, so I think what is the most disappointing is announcing it for all of them and then scaling back. Like, yeah. if they had come out, oh, yeah, and, sure. and it's not their fault. Obviously, it's not their fault. Uh, but I think that's just the worst part about this news is hearing that you're going to have to scale back. So for everyone who didn't get the opportunity to get an action console, it's like, well, fuck, I was super excited for this. I can't play it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I respect I respect being able to come out and say, look, this game is going to be able to do things that um, we just can't do on previous gens for whatever reason. You know, that's why we're getting 
the rest of the Final Fantasy remake going forward is only going to be, you know, PlayStation 5 exclusive. They're not coming to PS4. And based on what I saw on, you know, the PS4 Pro and the PS5 of the regular Final Fantasy remake, like, of course they're not going to be able to scale back. Like, you guys have both played that game. They're only going to make it look better. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not going to make it look or play any worse. Like, they're only going to make it better. However, I also understand that a lot of people are going to or a lot of people did including myself because this game came out before the ps5 have started their journey on a ps4 and so to be unable to finish that that game's journey because you've been locked out of a ps5 uh for no reason of your own like it does kind of suck but at the same time you know what, are, what what's the developer supposed to do like I'm sorry we can't hold back Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two to try to make it work on PS4 because there's just too much. Like, this game's too big. There's too many graphics. There's too much stuff. You know, it's going to be the same thing with Gotham Knights. Like, we can't try to do what Cyberpunk did because look how fucking long it took for them to come out with a playable game. What, was like, that was, was that two years after its release? No, that was like a year after, right? I believe so. Yeah, like a year after it's released, they're they're still trying to make a playable game. Um, so yeah, it just sucks to go forward and then you know. And so at least for Final Fantasy fans, y'all already knew ahead of time. So you can't be mad at Square Enix when it comes out for PS5 because they told you upfront going forward it's only going to be on this. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know you can only do so much. And speaking of that, yeah, you can only do so much. Um, so. There was a 16-year-old trans girl from Tennessee, and she was denied an education because she wasn't allowed to use the correct washroom. And so the state decided that she was truant. And while playing Minecraft, cops busted her bedroom door down and before, uh, excuse me, cops busted her bedroom door down before dragging her into foster care. And while they did so, one of the cops said, are you winning, uh, to her as she was playing. Um, so a l- very little context for this story, or is, is, at least as much as I know. Um, she was trying to use the washroom, the, the girl's washroom, and the school wouldn't allow her to. So they sent her home, and then they said that she was truant, which basically means that you're a student that is just not going to school, like, at all for whatever reason, which is, like, illegal. You can't just not go to school, uh, which is uh, stupid. Whatever. I don't want to talk about my personal feelings. But, yeah, they said that she was truant. And um, so I don't know because I didn't know that if you were truant, the cops come to your fucking house. Like, that is not a thing that I knew was a thing that would happen. Like, usually that doesn't fucking happen. Um, I, I remember, but, like, in some of the old cartoons I used to watch, there was, like, these truant officers. I remember, I think I think back in, like, the, the 60s or something like that, like, if a kid, like, missed, like, one day of school, they would send truant officers to, like, the house to be like, yo, where your kid at? Why are you at school? Now, now... It's very, very rare. If very student, rare, right? If, if, like, if, if, a, if a student just doesn't come to school, like, ever, a school might hire, like, a truant officer to just kind of investigate why the kid isn't going to school. But they're not, but certainly, but one, the school has to hire someone to do that. Most schools mm-hmm. will not do that. It's rare because it's kind of like an invasion of privacy if there's a very good reason why the person wouldn't do it. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, there, and there's, just, there's several reasons why. It just really doesn't happen in today's modern age, but it did used to be a thing. Like if some of them go to school, officers would come to the house and just say, "Yo, where are you? Why are you not in school?" And there were, there were. I think at the, by the end of the video, there were three officers 
standing in her bedroom while she was still playing Minecraft. It was bizarre mm-hmm. um, just to see that happen, like, on camera for her viewers as well. Um, and it all because of using the fucking bathroom. Like, and, and she did mention that, you know, it's not that she didn't want to go to school. Like, she, 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 she says, you know, they're stopping me from getting an education and it's, it's not fair to her. So it's not as if she didn't want to willingly, like, not go to school. Like, that she wanted to go to school. She was upset that they were denying her an education. And then cops just show up and, like, into her bedroom. She had a door, um, she had a, a, a chair under her doorknob so no one could get in and they like literally moved it and then they just walked in and they're standing there like behind her while she's streaming and one one of the cops was like, are you winning? And I was like, oh my god, it's like that meme. But like, ew. Mm-hmm. It, it was very disturbing. Um, it was very disturbing to watch. And uh, I just, I, I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a very important story to talk about, um, at least in general, for people to know, like, what's happening um, in the gaming sphere, you know? Um, it may not, you may not feel like it's a gaming thing, but this happened in the middle of her Twitch stream mm-hmm. while she was playing Minecraft. You know, it's, it's it, in a sense, it's, it's relatable to everyone, so I did want to bring it up as a topic just so that I could get her story out there. Um, I, they don't have her name here, so I don't know what her actual name was um or is i don't i shouldn't have said was i don't know what her actually i don't know what her actual name is um because it's not here uh but you know it's just it it was a sad story but i I definitely felt like it needed to be told about like what's happening within our community and it just reminds me of um why it's so important to be upfront um with who you are and if you're comfortable being out with who you are because um the more comfortable it is for people the more representation there can be and like this is this is just to me this is stupid um this whole thing just seems blown out of proportion and completely unnecessary like just let her use the fucking bathroom it's not a big deal um but i don't want to go into any more of that unless you guys have any thoughts on you know the the situation i just think that if it was my child i wouldn't just take like, I wouldn't just let them stay home from school. Like, I feel like you have to get them into homeschooling or something. Like, I feel like, so the thing was that she felt as though they were denying her education. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think as a parent, you have to, like, get another option. Like, you can pull your kid out of school. They can do homeschool. Like, I don't know. I feel like action should have been taken against Before the school. This? Well, like, well, against the school because of this, like, okay, well, you have to let my daughter go to school or get her into homeschool. Like, you can't just let her stay home and play Minecraft. I mean, I, that would have been great. That would have been super fun. But like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. See, we, we know limited information, but I think yeah. that in this case, you would think that the parents would have taken action against the school and just been like, well, you know, you're going to let her use the right bathroom or we're going to put her into another program because they have online programs for school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, we know very limited information, not even the person's name. You said they were 16, right? Yeah, she was 16. So like, I don't know. That's pretty late. I didn't even think you had to go to school past 16, to be honest. I think it's 17. Oh, okay. I kind of, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know that that's a really pretty hard situation to think. Um, yeah, I probably would have tried to at least get her ged you know i don't know like yeah. what, what's the option there um yeah i don't know we don't know very much information but 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, that's the hardest part because, you know, I don't know how long it was since, you know, she was told she couldn't go back to the school, right? Like, I don't know the time frame between this happening and the cops coming into her house. I, we, I don't know the relationship that she has with her parents. You know, maybe her parents don't support her being trans. And so maybe they're just like, we agree with the school. I'm calling the cops, you know? Um, also, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I also, um, the one thing I do know, unfortunately, is that sometimes homeschooling is very expensive. Um, it can be, yeah, it can be very expensive to try to do on your own. Um, so if you don't have, because there's, as far as I'm aware, there is no free public school option for homeschooling. Okay. Um, you have to pay for courses, pay for books, like, it, it, like, it's not a cheap thing. You would you would come out cheaper going to a free public school than you would, you know. And I, I don't know what their I don't know what their monetary situation is. Um, so yeah, the, it sucks because you know we don't know very much information. I could have emailed them and talked to them, but I didn't. So here we are. Um, <laughs> Branson, did you want to jump in on this before I move on? Uh, no, nah, I think I pretty much said my piece on it. Um, hi. Um, I have a few more things here. It's what time is it? Okay, we've been on for an hour. Got like thirty minutes left. I got a few more things here. Thirty minutes left. Um, let's see the good one. Ashoka, the series is coming out Yay! for Star Wars. Woo! Is this the one featuring um, what's that lady's name? Yes, Rosario Dawson is reprising her role. Yes, Ashoka. I love her, dude. I love Rosario. She's amazing. Yeah, no, she, oh. she, 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 uh, she, uh. <laughs> They first had her show play Ahsoka in the uh, Mandalorian series, and then she also made a cameo in the Book of Boba Fett. And now she's getting a series, which <laughs> her appearance in Mandalorian basically set it up for what she was going to be doing. So I'm very excited to see the story. It's actually picking up, I think, a little bit after a, a plot, a, a, a loose plot thread from the show Star Wars Rebels. Like I think she's going to like find a character that went missing during that show. I think that's what the show is supposed to be about. Now I heard a rumor. Uh, I have. I have no idea if this is true or not, but I heard a rumor that Hayden Christensen will be appearing as Anakin Skywalker in the Ahsoka series as a Force ghost. And Who if is that, that? What's up? Who is Hayden Christensen? I feel like he played he played Luke? No, he played, he played, Anakin. He played Anakin in episode two and three, and he's also going to be reprising his role for the upcoming uh, Kenobi series. So, if he appears in Ahsoka, I will be over the moon because... Okay, um, I'm going to try to like dance around spoilers here. But let, let me put it this way. I've been desperate to see Ahsoka and Anakin have like a, a, a good conversation for a while, given circumstances that have happened in the Star Wars series. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm very excited for the Ahsoka series. It's surprising that it just started filming. Like they said, production has begun. So we ain't seen this show until 2023. So I hope Star Wars fans are ready to wait. Um, but I think it'll be worth it when it does come out. This guy. Yes, him. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope yeah. they have a conversation too. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it would be a good thing, <laughs> or at least something good for fans. Um, it, hardware fa sales have been down. At, oh no, no. I was just gonna say, fan, I, I can say with confidence that hardcore the fans of the Star Wars series are probably waiting for this specific conversation. That's all I'm gonna say. Continue your segue. Um, due to component shortages, um, switch sales have decreased by 20% year on year uh, with uh, the Japanese company partly attributing that downward slide to the component shortage. That's from Game Developer. Um, so yeah, this is probably the first time that we've seen the switch go down in sales by 20%. Oh my gosh, that's actually a pretty big margin for switch. 
that's actually a pretty big margin for switch like yeah it's funny to me that they're like blaming it on supply shortages which it could be but like how many people are like doesn't everyone have one by have like, yeah. I don't. Like, whenever they're like, our sales are down. Like, yeah, the console's been out for years. Five years. Literally, everyone has. One. So I that's mean, what I keep thinking. And if birth you, rates are down, so you know they're you, not like <laughs> repopulating that quickly. That's what I keep thinking. If you want to switch, it's been five years. There are like ten different options. Nintendo like, not even an exaggeration. There's there's the Pokemon Switch. There's the Animal Crossing Switch. There's the Mario Switch. There's the OLED Switch. There's the white OLED Switch. There's the four different colors of the Switch Lite. There's the Pokemon, um, the Pokemon Special Edition Switch Lite. There's the Pokemon Let's Go Switch. Like, there's so there's the Smash Bros. Switch. You can get there's a regular ass like red and blue Switch. Like, there's so many Switch options, and it's been. Five years. So I just keep thinking, who the fuck can keep buying switches? Like, who hasn't bought a you switch in the last five years? Yeah, that's the a answer is me. I'm gonna buy the new one. <laughs> it's me. They haven't yeah. released a new one, so I haven't bought a new one. That's that's why they're down. I guess so. But Nintendo's also be like, y'all didn't have kids in 2017, 2018. Come on, we got switches to sell, man. Let's get it. Let's go. Four or five year olds. We need we need to sell some. Switches. They have a Monster Hunter Switch. They have a Monster Hunter Switch. Yeah. They have and, a Switch for everything. Speaking and of monsters, they don't have themes. Five years later. Uh, speaking of Monster Hunter, I don't think this is on the docket, but they, they had that Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak presentation, I think yesterday, as of this recording, and they announced a new pro controller for Monster Hunter. This is the second Monster Hunter-specific themed pro controller. That series, if you have any doubt that series is big, like it's getting its, its own second own pro controller designed to itself. A part of me just wants to ask why, but okay. Why? Because Monster Hunter is big. People, people will buy that controller. I know it's big, but like, why do they need another? It has controller? its own what amiibo it? series. It's a, now people know me that, that I could. Still that doesn't I, answer my question. But it's, it's big. That's what I meant to say. But I was just going to say like, it, Monster Hunter has its own amiibo series. It's one of the few amiibo sets that I don't collect because I just don't play a lot of Monster Hunter. So I just focus on the other amiibo sets that are out there. But that's you know. I feel like. Well, they, uh, sorry. Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I feel like they had to put out another pro controller because if you've ever played Monster Hunter, which I have once, I did so much button mashing, I almost broke what I was playing on. So <laughs> Well, there you go. There's your answer. People broke yeah, their so original pro controller why. on Monster Hunter, so they're getting a new Monster Hunter. <laughs> that's why. See, I knew Kelly knew the answer. She was just uh, waiting to tell me. Oh, yeah. She, she um, so EA has uh, teased four games coming in 2023, including a new remake and a major IP. I have absolutely no idea what EA would even be thinking, so I don't care. I, I don't I'll just know. wait until they publish it. Yeah, it's going to be The Sims 5. Uh, that, yeah, that could be a thing. As their major IP, it's going to be The Sims 5. Aren't, aren't they still making that Dead Space remake? Is that the remake they're referring to? Or is this something else? EA was Dead Space. See, I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, they did. Wow. They did Dead Space. So that that might that might be the remake. I don't know. But I but new IP. I mean, that's literally a new IP. You can't really speculate on what that. You can't guess be. what that is. We'll just have to see what that what, what what becomes of that. You know. Well, the Dead Space they re they're doing it as the Callisto Protocol. I thought so. That's already been announced. Would you consider that a new IP? Then? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I know if that's what they're referring to, but yeah. it, it, it seems not if they're saying new remake. So I don't. Know. Just saying that. Yeah, well, I yeah. feel like EA hasn't had any big noteworthy games lately, right? Uh, 
not not the, yeah, not the if you gotta think that. like that the answer's yeah. no <laughs> like um so speaking of old things apple is discontinuing the ipod touch well, ipods are still a thing all right anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did ask I thought I, I did ask that people have already moved on to iPhones and iPads. I no, didn't think I, I didn't this think guy, iPods. Guys, this guy that I went on a date with, uh-huh. he had his like old ass fat iPad, iPod with a little like roll clicker, and he oh plugged it into his plugged that shit into the car and was like, I've got some jams from like 2004. And I was like, Let's But you have go. an iPhone, like, why not just play it from your phone? Like, what? What's the purpose of what you're doing? They're pirated songs. Uh, true, true. They are. They are probably all pirated. Not that songs. I know. I don't know. <laughs> but the my iPod annoying... Touch, all legit. I, still... <laughs> I mean, okay, same. The most annoying part though was that, like, to get to the next song, he had to like scroll the wheel through like everything, and I was like, you could I'm just saying... open your phone. Nope. I you really can just... love the scroller, though. Don't you? Miss nope. Like, Not at all. I like the clicks. I like the clicks, but the problem is when you're trying to find a specific song like he was, that shit took so long because you have to like scroll, scroll, click the playlist, scroll, 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 find the song. Oh shit, you pass the scroll back, click it. Now on your phone, which he had an iPhone, you could literally just say, "Hey Siri, play the song." Mm-hmm. But like, why does everything have to be so convenient? You know? Because we were in the car. Like, you have to work for things. You know what? You're nah, right, Kelly. You yeah. need to- no, Kelly is right. Why does everything have to be so convenient? On that note, tune in every Monday to watch an episode of Ancient Crew Doesn't Hold Up, where a lot of old games were not convenient. Anyway. There you go. You can watch Brandon <laughs> struggle through them. You can also watch through me struggle through that games. Mario game. Hey, hey, real What was quick. that Mario game? Uh, which, oh, yeah. That I played? Play- oh, yeah, you played Super Mario 64. Yeah, if you don't have an uh, I don't know why I like that. Without a controller. Yeah, without a controller is trash. Straight up. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Let me, just, let, me just, let me just say this real quick. My God. This this last Monday, I played the game for Doesn't Hold Up called Light Crusader, which I totally put on some of the social media as Last Crusader, not realizing, you know, that's a different thing entirely. But anyway, Light Crusader's trash. Don't play it. It's like... The, it, I, 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 I have not dropped the Doesn't Hold Up game so fast. Like, I was playing it's like, this is so, so bad. Ugh. Don't worry, Brad. Well, I was never gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, have that, no that worries a, because that, I that too was, was never gonna play. That was a general statement to our listeners. Thank you. Uh, um, so I have two more stories for you guys. One of them is that FIFA is officially changing its name to EA Sports FC. FIFA 23 will arrive this year, but the name will change after that. This is from IGN, written by Joe Scrubbles. EA has announced that the FIFA series will officially change its name to EA Sports FC after this year's FIFA 23, ending what will be an almost three-decade partnership with football's governing body. Uh... I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I just thought they were always just called FIFA. Because I am dumb and I know th- nothing about sports. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, what does the FC stand for exactly? Football, yeah. something? Like, I feel, okay, so you, you, whatever. If they're ending their partnership with FIFA and have to change the name, you know, business be business, right? But EA Sports FC, that sounds so generic as hell. Is it just because they, they're, 
they I guess they can't call it FIFA anymore, so they just went with FC. However, it's... I will say that um, uh, EA Sports FC will keep FIFA's league, club, and player licenses, including 19,000 plus players, 700 plus teams, 100 plus stadiums, and 30 leagues. Um, they included a number of messages of support for the move from English Premier League and a bunch of other leagues that I'm not going to read. Um, FIFA has, itself has not released a statement as of the writing of this article, um, though there is a quote here that says, this new independent platform will bring fresh opportunity to innovate, create, and evolve. Um, it was a message from Group GM of EA Sports, Cam Weber. So it looks as if um, now that they're not under the FIFA title, they might have more freedom with what they want to do with the games. Uh, but it does... But it, but they're also still keeping some licenses. Because when I first heard this, I was like, who's going to play a FIFA game without, like, the players? Like, yeah. it's like, the whole point is to play with your favorite teammates, right? Like, I would assume, like, the point is to play with your favorite teammates. So if you don't have sure. those teammates or those teams, what's the point? But they will have licenses for some of the teams and players. So we will see. But go ahead, Brandon. No, I didn't really have too much more to say other than that. Like, I guess this is what they had to do because... um it, I think America is one of the few countries that calls it soccer. Everywhere else is just known as football, so they couldn't really call it EA football or EA soccer. It, or they could have, but it then would have different names, and then it would have been, like, a problem because there's a lot of other um, soccer games that ha do have that problem. Wait, isn't there a game called, like, that's literally called football, like, uh, like for soccer? You know, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate on it. I guess it's what they had to do. But yeah, if they actually have the actual players, then sure, go for it. Kick kick the ball. Do the thing. wonder why they couldn't get this contract I'm just, renewed. I'm just going to play Mario Strikers uh, football next month. Thank you. This, I just don't understand. Like, y'all have had this 30-year contract. What? What, what? happened? Like, <laughs> like what? It's not FIFA anymore. It's not called FIFA. It's not the same game. We don't want. We don't want soccer FC. We don't want that. It's we don't want EA. It's gonna take people a while to adjust because yeah, because that's become people who love those games have just that's become their 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 catchphrase. Like, hey, you want to play some? FIFA? Yeah, it's and literally that, just called FIFA. <laughs> like, if they do that, like the big basketball game these days, the two K series. So people will literally say, "Yo, you want to run some two K?" If that ever, if that balance of power ever shifts, that's gonna also be a big paradigm shift for people's just catchphrases. I wonder if they're gonna change them all. Two K will be EA Sports BB. Well, well, Two K NBA Two K is done by Two K Games. Like they pretty much are out of the, EA is pretty much out of like the uh, the basketball. They had one. It was NBA Live, but then they just kind of stopped because the Two K thing. Running on the ground. I think competition for these sports games is good because they do be selling you the same game every year sometimes. Um, so it was so it was good for a while that NBA Live had competition with 2K, but now the 2K is that, that now the EA has forfeited the basketball um, video game business. Now 2K is falling into that same trap that EA used to because it also is not facing competition. So what are you gonna do, man? What's up? Can y'all see and hear me? I can yeah. hear you. Yes. Okay, I totally got disconnected. <laughs> I, really? I, I saw, like I saw you the whole time. Yes. No, you were, I was... you were frozen for a second. Okay, oh, yeah, that's why. Okay, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the last story I want to talk about um, is about gay shit because you know it's me. Uh, <laughs> horrible segue. I'm sorry. 
Um, so, it's all about Magic the Gathering and Wizards of the Coast. Yay! On Monday, Magic the Gathering and D&D publisher Wizards of the Coast announced a Pride Secret Lair set called Pride Across the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. It described the Magic the Gathering Secret Lair as a celebration of the LGBTQIA2 community's relentless creativity, but fans of the trading card game quickly pointed out the set's announcement and accompanying stories were blocked in several countries. Wizards of the Coast released a statement addressing the comments on Thursday. The statement came via a Twitter thread titled, An Update on the Pride Across the Multiverse Secret Lair Drop. So I, I know I just said a lot of words to summarize what I just said. Basically, they had this LGBT Pride set um, that's coming out for Magic the Gathering, and they were releasing it, but fans quickly noticed that a lot of different territories were not selling, specifically were not selling this Pride set, and they were calling Wizards of the Coast out for not selling this Pride set. And this is what they said. Quote, Selling and communicating a product globally with an age rating of 13 plus comes with a variety of regional challenges that we have to navigate anew whenever we try to do something different and special. Sometimes that means we don't get it quite right on the first pass and learn and adapt as quickly as we're able. We're very proud of Pride Across the Multiverse, the work that the various artists, designers, and partners have done, and we want to share that joy as widely as possible. We acknowledge the impact of our misstep when the LGBTQIA2S plus communities in these regions and beyond, and are actively taking steps to address processes to prevent such issues in the future. Um, at, at this time, Wizards of the Coast has not confirmed what these steps will be. They said, uh, our goal is to share with as many fans as we can to celebrate the pride in our diversity, and we are excited to celebrate this work with you. Um, and that's, that's it. That's all they said. That's a pretty nice statement. Um, and that's all we know. Um, and, uh, it, it does look like, uh, wait, where is it here? Okay, yeah, so it says, uh, when the secret lair was first announced on May 2nd, fans in several Latin American countries discovered two articles would redirect them to the Magic the Gathering homepage when they clicked on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, These were the set's first look announcements and a note for Stranger, uh, a story article about uh, a a separate thing. So, like, when they clicked on the article, it would either take them back to the homepage or it would take them somewhere where they couldn't purchase this Pride set. Um, But... As of now, the pages have been uh, seemingly unblocked in several countries in the region, including Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, Peru, and Argentina. However, they appear to remain blocked in several uh, several other countries. This includes South Asian countries like Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Taiwan. Um, there are some other there's some other blocked things there that I'm not gonna read. Um, but I just thought this was so interesting, and the reason I thought it was interesting, and I, I obviously want you guys' opinion on it, is because it's like Wizards decided they were going to do something good, and they released this Pride set, um, their magic, this Magic the Gathering Pride set for their for their community. But then, for whatever reason, it was unavailable in certain countries, and then they got called out for it, and then they unblocked it in certain countries, but it's still blocked in other countries excuse me, in other countries. And I don't know whether people should blame them for this, because I don't know if it was like one of those decisions that you're you're like, yeah, we can't release it here because of this or that, and we know it's going to have bad feedback or it's going to cause issues, so we're not going to release it there. Or is it that people are just like, if you're going to do a Pride set, you got to go the whole hog, you got to do it whole hog, right? Like, you got to try to release it everywhere, despite... What? Is it because I said whole hog? 
Yeah, you gotta go all in, you know? Like, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it all in. And that means that if you're gonna release an LGBT pride set, even if these countries are not okay with LGBT pride sets, that doesn't mean that you block access for the, you know, individuals that are LGBT that are in these countries. But on the other hand, from a business standpoint, it's like, I should probably not release this there because they're probably gonna ban the whole fucking game. <laughs> like, so it's a very, I don't know, it's a very interesting tightrope to, to, cross and and you know when fans did call them out they apologized kind of they apologized they didn't say what they would do but then they made it available in certain places but it's still not available so i guess my question is how do you guys feel about um this like what do you think they should have done what do you think would would have been the right move if there even is one i don't think there is one i i yeah i was gonna say i don't know like it's a shitty situation but i don't know if there was another move they could have made here so you think they did what they were supposed to, which is just not release it in certain territories? Because uh, remember, they didn't release it in certain territories, and then when they got called out, they went back and released it in a number of them. Sure. Like, I mean, um, go ahead, Kelly. No, I mean, is it supported? I, I don't know. Like, what do you, like, what materials? I don't understand, like, what is being released. Is it Magic so, Gathering's cards, right? Okay. Yeah. It's cards, oh. but these cards have illustrations of... It's an LGBT pride set card. So they're going to have illustrations of, like, uh, you know, uh, same-sex couples maybe dancing or holding hands or, you know, things of that nature. Oh, wait. So they're not, like, changing the face cards of the game. It's just a pride set that's on the back of the card? Well, so magic cards... <laughs> I don't understand. So Magic the Gathering cards are kind of like Pokemon cards. Yeah. Um, and on the front, they have artwork based on, you know, the characters on the cards. And as far as I'm aware, this Pride set is still a playable set. Um, okay. It's just going to have illustrations of LGBT presentations on the playable set so of cards. it's not changing the game at all. It's Correct. It's not changing the game at all. Visual. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Gay Uno, or excuse me, Rainbow Uno, basically. Yeah. Like, I it's thought. Rainbow Uno, yeah. but yes, it's Rainbow Uno, but Magic the Gathering. Okay. Thank you for that much needed content. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That feels a little different, I guess, because it's not, like, part of the game that you have to have. So, like, it should have been available everywhere, I guess. I don't know. You should have the option if that's what you want. Like, it's not changing the game. It's not like they're forcing... I thought, like, it was, like, forcing a narrative into the story. I, is there a story? Uh, I don't know. I thought that was, like, the, the hang-up there. But it's not. It's just a visual pride set. Then I don't see why that would be not released. But then, I mean, we've kind of, like... Um, talked about this in certain countries they really do have like restrictions on stuff and like mm -hmm. heavy censorship and you have to be careful of that um yeah. just because like if you get the whole game banned or get like can they take legal action against you for some things i mean mm -hmm. that's that's kind of scary for a company yeah that's the main exactly thing was, that's the main thing i was thinking about like i guess in the, when it came to certain regions they had to weigh the risk versus the reward yeah we could yeah. try to just force it there anyway and damn the consequences, but if they decide to ban the whole magic game, then we lose everyone in that country, and that's something that they probably can't afford to take. That's a loss they can't afford to take, rather. Is it worth it for the LGBT community, Brandon? That is the question. Are you willing to take that risk? If you're willing to make this pride set, are you willing to take that risk for your company? 
clearly the company was not. So they, is this they, all like, just the ruse like, then? What's like, the point of doing a pride set? Like you said, Jarrell, like if you're not it, willing to it, go all the way. Yeah, they go whole hog on that one. Yeah, let's go, synergy. I have never regretted saying a saying so much in my life. <laughs> you gotta go all in. <laughs> Can I show you guys one of them? This is yeah. one of them. Nice. There's two guys, and the Save caption the at the moment. bottom says, I, I do. The title is called, the title of the card is Savor the Moment. At the bottom it says, I do, and it's a, a same-sex, male same-sex couple kissing. And if you play this card, you get to take an extra turn. Hey, but that, so that is going into the game. That's not just a visual. Yes. Okay. It is going into the game, yes. So that's the it other problem. So game. that's the other problem, too, because uh, let's say... Well, that's nice. But what I was going to say is that's a problem, too, because, like, Magic, you know, of course, has its competitive scene, people who enter tournaments. And if they're not allowed to have access to these cards yeah. that are just that are just straight up could be, like, really good for their deck build. Uh, deck build. Like, let's say internet, let's say someone from the country that got their card banned goes to an international Magic tournament and they're playing against an American player who can use all the Pride cards and they just got this sick-ass Pride card that just can, that's, like, really good for their deck loadout and they, the other player just can't use it and they're, like, just lose. So that also just sucks for the metagame for those who can't get these cards. It's just, like, I know there's some Yukio cards that were never published outside of Japan and American players have been complaining about that shit for years. Because mm. that shit that shit kept happening, um, I don't know how they fix that. I I don't follow competitive Yu-Gi-Oh that closely. I just play the video games whenever they release. That's pretty much me and Yu-Gi-Oh these days. Yeah, I mean, well, so it, you guys. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it does. It's like those are cards like that actually play into the game. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that would be a little bit different than just some sort of visual set. Like yeah. everyone would have access to all of the cards to make it. Yeah. Um, See, I don't know if what these cards do are also replicated on other cards. Mm, okay. Or I don't know. Like, so I, I don't know. Like, whenever but, I think of Magic the Gathering, I think of, like, a monster on a card. I don't think of, like, two, like, uh, beautiful women with a giant iguana in the background. It's not, like, what I'm picturing. Yeah. But now it exists. Kind of happy it exists. You know? I, and also, 50% of the proceeds for uh, the packages that are sold are going to the Trevor Project. That's really good, yeah. 50% is a lot, because most companies do not do 50%. <laughs> That's true. That is quite Some of these are really nice, though. Like, the artwork on this is really nice. Um, it is a... Yeah, it's really nice. This, this, one, this one's still my favorite. They All cards should look like this. Like, what is going on there? I'll tell you what's going on there. Whole hog. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And with that, I think it's time for us to say goodnight. Wait, hold on. I got one last thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, yes. Because, especially since Kelly's here, but I, but Adriel, if you saw the trailer, I would like your thoughts as well. Um, has anyone seen the trailer for Heart of the Dragon? What is that? Heart of the Dragon is the new show that's coming on HBO. It is a prequel to Game of Thrones and uh, is about the Targaryen oh. family. And that trailer got me actually pretty excited. Like, I didn't think, uh, like, obviously Game of Thrones final season scarred a lot of us, like, pretty bad. And even with the leave, the leave of the writers who are behind such atrocities, I thought it was going to be difficult for me to get excited about a Game of Thrones project again. But I saw that trailer. 
and I'm in. I want to see how this goes. It was great. There was uh, the, there was so many Targaryens in that trailer. There was the origins of other houses. There were persons of color there. That, that I was so happy about that. It was. Mm, I'm ready to watch that. It's coming out August. I was just wondering if you guys had any thoughts about it, but you haven't seen the trailer, so. But Why would they call it part of the dragon? Oh, well, I know why they called it Heart of the Dragon, but like, I just looked it up. And there's a Jackie Chan movie called Heart of the Dragon, so like that's oh, really? the first thing I saw. So they should just really not name it Heart of the Dragon. They should call it something else. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It's House of the Dragon, not Heart of the Dragon. I oh, apologize. I apologize. Okay, to, okay I there apologize. we go. I apologize to both of you and to all of our listeners. It is House of the Dragon, not Heart of the Dragon. I don't know why I said that. There you I go. found House it now. <laughs> yes, House of the Dragon. Technically, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. I ain't gonna call it Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. It's House of Dragon. But yeah. Um, I mean, I am pretty excited about it. I haven't watched the trailer because I don't like to watch. I don't like to watch trailers. Like, I want to like just go into it, never seeing anything. That's, That's kind of what I. That's fair. You know. Um, but I have been looking forward to it. I am House Targaryen. I mean, Khaleesi. Yeah, Ka- Khaleesi, but, literally. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, and I'm very excited because after Game of Thrones ended is when I rebranded from I used to be Warrior Woman, I rebranded to Khaleesi. I'm coming, like, now I'm going to be relevant again. You know, I wasn't relevant <laughs> for all this time. Nobody gave a shit. In fact, they probably hated me because they hated Game of Thrones so much. Now they're going to love me again. Um, I actually have a Targaryen flag. Uh, Let's go. It's not hung up in here, but I probably will hang it up again. Uh, yeah, we're, Targar- we're a Targaryen stands in this house even after the finale still a targaryen stand uh hey i look, yeah. there there was a there was a in, in orlando there was a game of thrones concert that happened after the show finished i still went to that because regardless of how i feel about the final scene that music is fire so i was like i needed to go watch that sound that concert it was wonderful i i liked this last season to be honest i didn't even mind the finale i thought at least they ended it like at least they at least didn't like, an wake yeah, up. Sure. No, can you imagine Bran wakes up like in the end oh, or something? It's no. all a dream. Like I, I'm so happy I didn't go I, on I, I will say that I don't necessarily hate how things happen. I just hate the pacing. That was my main thing. The pacing of last season is what really. Yeah. Me. If they would have stretched out even a little bit longer, I feel like it would have made a lot more. I don't know, but yeah. then it, it would have been given away without saying spoilers. But like it would have yeah. just been given away if you like. Did any more foreshadowing or led up to some of the events? Like, I don't know. It had to just be like kind of sudden, but, but sure. Anyway, I suppose. Still, still a Targaryen stand. Let's. I'm very excited though. Yeah. Well, the only thing I have to say about Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is that um, Sansa was my favorite character in the books. However, I read the books and I didn't watch the rest of the show, so I've seen season one and like some of season two, and that's it. So, yeah, I don't know much about Game of Thrones aside from what's in the books. Um, From what I did see from the books and what I did see from the show, it did diverge quite a bit. Um, Like, they did have, you know, main plot points, but it's not, like, a lot of it is very separate to what, from from what I had read uh, back in college. So, I actually stopped watching so they consolidate some of the characters from the book to the show, but it's like, Mm -hmm. if you get to the end, you'll see a lot of it lining up again. Like, I mean, I guess I don't want to do spoilers, but you should watch it. It's really good. 
It's really good. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'm fucking Well, I mean, shocked. when I was thinking about watching it, everyone was talking about how, you know, we got the news of the Starbucks cup in the background and how nobody cared anymore. And like the, the show was just going downhill. And I was like, well, there's no reason to waste my time now. Um, <laughs> that's, that's literally what happened because I was planning on watching it. And then it was right when I was about to start like going back to season two, they were talking about the Starbucks cup in the background and I was like, oh, so they just, they don't care no more. <laughs> like, okay. Um, the only other thing I'll say about Game of Thrones is that this is a Baratheon household. I said it. I'm yep. a Stark. I'm, Star <laughs> I'm a Stark for life. You would be a Stark, Brandon. I'm literally Brandon. You would be a Stark. I, I have to be a Stark. But I That's why, you would be a Stark. Yes, I would. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I should watch Game of Thrones. We'll see what happens. You know what, Kelly? How about this? Let's make a uh, pact. Okay. A pact? You finish Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'll finish Game of Thrones. Hold on. Um, hold on. Where are you in Game of Thrones, Jarrell? You say you start watching the Well, I would, have to, I would have to start season two. Start over. Like, start start over. No, I, I remember season one. It was pretty, pretty, like, pretty much like. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna rewatch Game of Thrones. I think that's like, I think that's like where my life is headed. I mean, okay, well, like, I mean, this is a good time to rewatch because you know, yeah. House of the Dragons to come out. It, it'd be cool to refresh, I suppose. Even though this is a prequel, but you know, it don't matter. I'll have to move my PS4 to play Final Fantasy. I guess you I can't won't. finish just it. Play it on PS5. I have to buy it again. Hello, I gotta. No, you don't. Free. Just put the. Just put the disc in the PS5. Oh, I do have my disc. I have my game. Yeah, just all you gotta do is copy your save to the cloud, put the disc in your PS5, download the save on your PS5, and continue from where you left off. Honestly, you should probably just start over at this point. If I have to start over, you should probably also start over, because it's been a while. If I have to start over, I'm not doing it. So. All right. Well, then I'm not starting from season one. I'll start from season two. I feel Damn. like I have more of an investment here. He does, though. Like, he has, have, he like, has more shows seasons, to watch like... than Kelly has left in Final Fantasy. Games to play. Yeah, seriously. Well, not but games, games to play. play. No, I'm... not games to play. Remake. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, yeah. If we're talking about remake progress to Game of Thrones progress, Jarrell has a higher, high, more of a mountain right? to climb. Okay, okay. How about I watch season two and three of Game of Thrones and you finish Final Fantasy VII Remake? Two and three. Okay, you're not. See, that's the thing. I might not want to play Final Fantasy, but you're gonna want to watch fucking that is not once you get to season three. <laughs> we'll I'm, see. We'll see. Season three is probably one of the better seasons, I'd say. I started yeah. watching concurrently from four. Like I had, like I binge one, two, and three to catch up before four started, and then just watching every year since. Yeah, I think we'll that's see. where we started watching like, all the time, or, like, every week, because we didn't see them at first. We tried season one multiple times, and we were like, this shit sucks. And then finally, finally it just caught on, I don't know. And then in the end of season one, we're like, we need more now. <laughs> yeah. It's still on HBO, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. If, you have, if you have Max, the entire series is there as well. Okay. Does it look like I can afford HBO Max? The answer should be yes, because I, I look you... rich. I mean, I don't know if you had it or not, but you also have, um, you know, people that you kidding. know to get subscriptions. So you know, I'm just. What does that mean? <laughs> Are you suggesting that I password share Brandon on the HP Critical podcast? I'm just saying, man, your web is strong, man. I envy the, your web of your of confidence. Let's say that when I. Oh, all right and now once again with that i think it's a good time to end this yeah, thank you so much kelly 
Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was a wonderful conversation as usual. Thank you all our listeners. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.